we can definitely talk about that probably after the podcast. I think. Oh yeah, I was just yeah, mentioning. Yes, yeah. I've just. That's what I've <laughs> yeah, yeah screw the episode. Let's have a business meeting. <laughs> Welcome everyone back to another episode of Podcast Away. Uh, I'm here with the usual guests. I'm going to come in straight in and ask how how are you, Alex? You weren't here last week. I know. I'm, I'm very sad. I wasn't here last Yay. week. Yay! Back again. <laughs> Bigger and better. <laughs> Uh, someone, someone's put too, down too much overtime at Tesco. That's why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, the streets, schedules, wasn't it? But I'm back. I'm back, and I'm, I'm excited. Matt, what Probably about like... you? How, how's your eye test? Yeah, I had an eye test. My, I've, I've got a blinder, which is uh, was not nice. a fun experience. He was like, "Your eyes have got worse." Brilliant. And then I booked to get my new glasses. And realised when my new glasses were going to be arriving, I would be back in York. So oh, <laughs> I've now had to rearrange that to go pick them up in York. So my life is boring at the moment. Besides, my eyes what, getting what's, worse. What's what? Out, just out of interest, what is the test? What do you mean? I've never. I've not had an eye test since I was about ten. Charlie, I think you need, so need one, Charlie. Yeah, you might need an eye test, mate. I've never had one. I know Charlie said he hasn't had one since he's 10. I've never had an eye test. You definitely need one. You would have had one. You would have had one as a kid, I think. I think I did. I've I've got 20-20 vision. (laughs) (laughs) It's just about your vision. They check, like, your actual health. They can tell a lot from an an eye. I'm not going then, buddy. I'll be there for hours. (laughs) They can tell if you're going to, like, develop any eye problems later in your life and stuff. Mm. Yeah. I don't need that kind of negative energy at the moment. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want to be told I'm blind. Yeah. It was it was quite funny because they told me they were like this thing. They said, "Oh yeah, this thing you're gonna do it will tell you if you've got any genetic eye conditions," and I already know I have a genetic eye condition. So they sat me down and went, "Well, you've got Dranger Attraction syndrome." I was like, "Yes, I've had that since about two years old, or maybe since I was born." I know that. I didn't need to pay a tenner for it. Wasting time. Yeah. But anyway, that's my week. <laughs> and then last, the last of the uh, regulars, Charlie. How's explain your week without using the usual definition? What's the usual definition? Uh, usually Charlie saying, "Oh, <laughs> bit boring week, lockdown in it." Yeah. <laughs> that is the thing about lockdown. It's like there's not much to report, is there? Not really, no. I mean, uh, yeah, like I said, I've got a house coming up, like in Leeds, um, in, in, in Leeds, it's going to be fun. Um, what else? Let me see. It's lockdown. <laughs> in it. Um, I've done some uni work. I've eaten every day. That's Ooh. quite a big thing in lockdown for me personally, like as in Sometimes I don't know if you guys get it, but I don't get hungry as much because yeah. it's locked down. I'm I not necessarily doing cash. I'm hungrier. There's like nothing else to look forward to other than food. Is that a, is that a term of bored? Like is that thing because of boredom? Do you reckon like you eat because you're just a bit bored? Oh. So yeah, maybe. Or I love food, so like I just look forward to it. I look forward to breakfast, then lunch, then dinner, and snacks and everything. Um, cut. That is our intro. <laughs> the episode done. Thank you. I love food. I love everything. I could snack on it all. I'm gonna eat it all. This is tough, yeah. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> no film, TV. Just yeah. food. Love that. Um, but yeah, other other than that, Joe. Um, yeah, I won't lie to you. Just talking about 
our film, short film that we're going to do. I think just, yeah, trying to keep busy, trying to keep busy. Doing Deliveroo, I like to go deliver people pizzas and burgers. And the last week I had someone just ask for a pack of fags. Um, yeah, so I just went to the petrol station, got the cigarettes and then took them out to his house. And I got five pounds for that. So that's not bad. Exactly. He's, it's weird because he's spending more, he's spending like, yeah, ridiculous amount of money just for a pack of cigarettes. Uh, but each their own. I'm not complaining. It's money for me. Yeah, lately. Anyway, Charlie, thank you for that <laughs> definition. You asked to elaborate, <laughs> and I did. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh, and if you've, if you've heard, heard uh, an unusual voice, uh, just yes. to just, um, that's uh our guest this week. Uh, Tash, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm really good. Um, again, just kind of like making my way through lockdown. I'm still still working at the day job, so I work in obviously weddings, so there's been a lot to do with um, postponing weddings. And since the latest announcement, I mean, everyone's wedding planning is going crazy, so I'm super busy. Mm. So, nice. yeah. No, what is it, mean, is, is it like carnage sorry mate it's people are just like ringing up like oh my wedding was like uh, april or summer when when's it kicking off is it like that do people get angry with you or what is it very um, tense i mean obviously there's a lot of um money and emotion involved with a wedding so yeah i mean throughout the past year like every every couple's emotions have just been like heightened because it's like you know they're they're most special biggest day and it's just so out of their control so when the with the latest announcement um you know with restriction free by june fingers crossed that'd be amazing mm-hmm. um everyone kind of put all their wedding planning on hold because it was like what's going to happen and then since then everyone's like right i need to um oh. i need to plan my wedding so yes. uh, yeah it's just been yeah crazy 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 Alex, where's your ideal wedding venue? <laughs> I wasn't expecting Wait, that. that just came <laughs> out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're on an do island... You know, uh, do you like a rustic barn or a stately home or a marquee kind of vibe? This wedding venue near me that's an old... Uh, yeah, it's like a barn conversion type thing. And I always think that would be quite nice. It's like an old barn and they've done it up really nice inside. And I think I always think that would be quite nice, yeah. Yeah. You missed you you missed your inside, wedding location. <laughs> Sorry, what? Yeah. I was I was I was just gonna ask so you must have um work working in weddings an insight on getting to film and TV on film TV shows such like um what is it, Don't Tell the Bride and Bridezilla. Yeah, where I work we featured on them Don't Tell the Bride. We you know when they do um their the bride does their dream wedding venue. And whilst the groom is going off and organising, I mean, buying a load of buying a load of inflatable pineapples. Yeah, yeah, and like booking somewhere in like Zanti with like a one bed villa with a pool, and like there's only enough of the budget left for crisps and snacks. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, we so we were featured. We were on their um, uh, yeah, dream wedding venue. We've also been a set for like Emmerdale as well, and they've done they used our uh, farmhouse, the accommodation as there it was the the plot line um is it debbie and someone else they've gone off and had an affair um and they've actually they're going to use us again i don't know if i'm actually allowed to say this but they're using us again for uh, another 
scene I think in summer where the, an actual wedding is going to be uh, filmed so yeah pretty cool getting the scoop on the podcast <laughs> that's yeah. very cool yeah exactly podcast away the number one place for Emmerdale gossip yeah tune in <laughs> weddings Emmerdale and food yeah. <laughs> anyway so if you've listened I... before you'll know we always ask one question so everyone can get to know you a little bit better and it's going to be the same question. Tash, what film do you want to destroy off the face of the earth? So, so, um, when, when, like, Charlie sent me through, I found that really funny. I mean, I, I love all sorts of, of film and TV, but the kind of film that I want to destroy, like, one thing came to my mind straight away, and I don't know if you guys will agree with me or not, um, but I would like to destroy like the Fast and Furious films because from, <laughs> because from an actor's perspective, when you are um, <laughs> watching these films and the the actors like you know, Dwayne Johnson and, and um, uh, Vin Diesel, they're getting paid like I mean God knows how much, how many millions per film, and they say like the same three words throughout the whole film where it's like you know, let's, let's save this or let's do this. And, you know, and you're just like, that's just not acting. And it just bugs me. And there's a load of explosions and guns and fighting. And there's just, yeah. And I just want to get rid of them. I don't enjoy them at all. It's like a big load of money. It's like a big mashup, isn't it? Of just random stuff sometimes. It's like, right, we'll chuck a loads of cars in. We'll chuck loads of cars in. And then, Right, now we need to think of a story, what happens. Oh, yeah, Dwayne Johnson gets, like, now, robbed or something. Now we'll so chuck we some cars there. out of the plane or something. Yeah, yeah. And, then we'll, like and, then, and then we'll get... <laughs> yeah, and then we'll get all these cars, and then we'll just blow them up. Yeah. That's yeah. what they all mean. And then, miraculously, we'll have a load of new cars five minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like when they write the film, they've got, like, a big kind of bingo wheel, and it's like, right, who's going to be the guest actor? Who's going to be, like, the villain? Is it going to be, like, Idris Elba, pull out of a hat, right? It's going to be Mel Street for this, for Passover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, we need we need an ex-rapper to appear. Let's get yeah, that. Yeah, no. like, so they've got another name attached to the film. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's the only reason that um, Dwayne Johnson's in it, isn't it? Because oh, it yeah, was... it's a big name. Losing its credibility, and they were like, "Let's just chuck a big name at it and get get it going again for another." Yeah. But it started. It, it started when like Vin Diesel was like the next big thing with with like when it first came out, and Paul Walker, and then like obviously Paul Walker did unfortunately die, but um, Vin Diesel's career went with it. Um, so it's like they were very big actors. Like when it came into the sixth and seventh, they were just renowned for being. I mean, Vin Diesel's a big actor, don't get me wrong, but in terms of, like, yeah, his name, people forget, kind of, who Vin Diesel is. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after a certain while, it's, then that's probably why they brought The Rock in and people like that. But it's a good marketing tool, because if you're making a shit mm-hmm. film, you want people to sell it, and you want to sell it, yeah, just exactly. chuck loads of people in. I know, and it's like, you know, just in general, with films, when... You know when the, the when the trailer comes out and they attach this big name, you're like, oh, they're in it. I want to see it. And sometimes they could literally just be in it for that clip of the trailer, just to mm. get people into the cinema or to watch it. Um, but yeah, that's like the main reason why they do that kind of thing, isn't it? For for advertising, and it works. Mm, so. Definitely. And like pilot pilot seasons are very good at doing that. Like you know, Game of Thrones. We've said that before. Like Sean Bean was the the big actor on that, big, and yeah. maybe 
Lena. Maybe Lena Heedy as well. What's her second name? Sorry, Lena Heedy. Is that what she's called? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, Mark I mean, Addy yeah, as well. He was a bit bigger. Yeah. So, so they had a few in there, and it's like it's just trial and error, isn't it? You're going to have a few in there, so it's not spending all your budget on loads of actors if it's going to be a flop. Yeah. Um, but the yeah. Thing is, it is an incredibly successful franchise, and I think they'll yeah. continue making it because the most recent one, Fast and Furious 8, 2017, uh, had a budget of 250 million and it made 1.2 billion. Because of all the characters in it as well, they made that um, Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw film, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. They could just make spin off after spin off after spin off. From yeah. it, and it could just go on forever yeah. because they've got to spin my characters. I just don't see the appeal. So I'm just like, it's the same, it's like the same thing every time. Like, yeah. You know. The first, the first couple were quite decent. Yes, yeah. like, they were. They were. They Such a different story, but then, yeah. yeah, I think, I think they should have stopped when when Paul Walker died, and that. Yeah. I, think, I think they should have stopped then. But yeah, it's just too much yeah, of a cash cow, isn't it? To... You no, know, that scene where. It, where it's a song like "See You Again," like yeah, and like that is a lovely scene. Like I, I did cry at that scene because that was just like so emotional, wasn't it? So I wouldn't destroy that bit. I keep that bit. <laughs> just that one scene at the entire franchise. But it is because they were like um, him and Paul Walker and Vin Diesel were literally inseparable. Like I remember see, seeing this thing where um, he was like, I can't remember what he was on, but it was a talk show. And Vin Diesel said when he found out that Paul Walker had died, he flew straight to Paul's mum and was with them. And then they like cried together. And she said, um, don't worry about me. I lost a son, but you lost a brother. Mm-hmm. And it was like a really big thing because they were like tight, yeah, properly yeah. tight. Mm-hmm. Mental. I mean, of all the things Paul Walker would tragically lose his life to, it is a bit ironic like, at doing... Uh, not car. Eight, eight car films. Mm. Yeah, and he dies in a car crash. I know. Mm. I know. I know. It's the way things go. Yeah. Isn't it? But but yeah, it's uh, you are right, Tash. It's one of those. It's like I mean, you mentioned like Alex said. Yeah, you know, they're just gonna. Oh, Joe, they're just gonna keep remaking them all. But what doesn't get remade these days? Let's be honest. What doesn't like mm. it has loads of loads of stuff churned out on the. Oh yeah, they try and make like to destroy that film just from like an acting perspective like I think maybe from um an editing perspective or like all the graphic design that goes into it it's like you know super talented people mm. like produce those those kind of films but just I just get annoyed like by the acting because it's just like I just don't think the acting is yeah um, and, and it's almost, it's almost like people go into in almost go into that film knowing it's not going to be great acting. Like, yeah, they go they they go in it to to have like the thrill of all the the car scenes and the fights and and the explosions and and all that kind of stuff. They don't they don't watch it to be like this is going to be fantastic acting. I'm going to be taking <laughs> <journey>. imagine. <laughs> yeah, like if you're going to see, yeah, no. It's going to be a life changing film. Yeah, about yeah. this film, go in person. It. Yeah, it's... they go in it thinking it's Shawshank or something, and then they're like, oh, I've got to get away, and then they come back like, what was that? Yeah. Oh, my God, no one escaped from prison. The prison was blown up. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's like John Wick, though, because in the third John yeah. Wick film, I think if you look at the statistics or something, he says, like, the, the dialogue in that third John Wick film is like, 
10, 15% of the actual film is him talking. Yeah. And the rest of it is just yeah, I saw chasing gunshots, running around, car chases and everything. Yeah. And then Keanu Reeves got paid a, a bomb for that. Yeah. Now I think he gave a lot of it to charity or something. Or I think John Wick is one of the best franchises recently. I think it's, it's an, very good. Yeah, I think, I think it's great very set of films. And uh, as well, but to be fair, I'm not surprised with Keanu Reeves not saying anything. He barely says anything in any of his films anyway. He's like more of a visual actor, isn't he, than a than a like yeah, local like actor. Yeah, definitely. Mm. True. But yeah, yeah. Like it's a it's a nice change that you wanted to get rid of that because when when you were saying. Uh, what you want to build up? I was thinking it's going to be horror films because everyone yeah. just wants to get rid of horror films, and I was thinking, but then no, you threw a curveball at me with Fast and Furious. Yeah. Uh, I respect that. <laughs> you don't mind horror films, though, do you, Tash? You can watch. No, films, I don't. Though. I actually don't mind them. I mean, I've grown up with two brothers who are obsessed <laughs> with horror films, so I've kind of had to, kind of, yeah, be okay with them. But then my partner. He he hates horror films, so um, I kind of like watched them less since being with with Rob. But yeah, I don't mind them at all. I, I don't mind them. I mean, I actually get really freaked out by um, like this, like the spirit ones, ghosts. If it's like yeah. horror or all that kind of stuff, don't mind that at all. But all the spirit ones, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's 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 maybe something that you can see, you can't see. That's what gets me. It's like you can't see what's gonna get you. Like you can kind of like um yeah, take it in. Conversation let loose, and yeah. just then like you can't see it in the film. You're like, oh my god, what if I can't see it here? Like, well, yeah, and I think it allows you. Say if it was like Halloween or something, it allows you to process what that evil is rather than like with with like um ghosts and stuff. You're like, well, where are they in the room? What do they look like? And when yes. they're gonna kill me? It's like if you see a classic <laughs> slasher, yeah, in a slasher, you're like, okay, he's walking up to that person, he's most likely going to kill them. I am ready for this. Whereas, yes. like, no, you're not ready for anything. It's like, what? Oh, time. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. Yeah, Fast and Furious, good choice. So, Charlie, do you want to start my favourite part <laughs> of the show? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> this is my favourite part because it's when Joe gets annoyed the most. <laughs> <laughs> the the guests come second no offense Tash. this is the yeah, best yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> i wonder if i can keep right. my going last week doesn't count so, mate. Yeah, but, but oh yeah it doesn't count great. last week does it although last did week was the easiest out of interest though alex did you get it and don't lie but be no, honest, did you get it I did. okay fair enough i'm john I, I only got it because Charlie said it, but I still didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was the one right, wonder John, on episode uh, one. Yeah. Right. So this one, um, I'll give you the first one. So it's always quite nice to know their age. I'll work it out. I was born on the 25th of May, 1939 in Burnley, Lancashire. Old, old, old person. Oh my God, I need a pen. I'm, 19, I'm, I'm doing it on my phone. 1939. 1939, mate, yeah. Jeez. Makes them 81. Does it? Maths. Strong maths, yeah. Yeah. No, almost 82. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll give you two more. Um, going on the topic of when I was growing up, I spent most of my early life in Wigan. 
If only more well, actors a horrible or early life. Right, see, come on, what's wrong with weekend? I don't know. I started to become widely recognised in the early 1990s through several, several roles in Hollywood films. That's your final one for so far. If any listener gets it from those three facts, message us on Twitter and I will, I will give you my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite extreme. I know, I was going to say. <laughs> Maybe a bottle of beer. Or Got nothing in it in my bank account. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Got enough for a beer. <laughs> How are we going to monitor that? <laughs> Imagine someone waits to the end of the podcast and then just texts Joey being like, I found out. <laughs> Give me your money, please. Oh, that, that's a challenging one, Charlie. I think of old British okay. actors now. Mm. Uh, yeah. There's a few. So, anyway, the. the the while we all brainstorm that the main bulk of our show is about one thing one thing only taking films and tv shows to a desert island so tash your plane's crashed and the only thing that survived was a a dvd of a film what film would that be yeah um i found yeah this is really difficult because like you you have different films for different moods I'm trying to think of a that gives me, you know, like all the all the feels really like good feels. Um I I would take Lay um Les Miserables because I love musicals. Um I love that it has everything in it. So that you know, the drama, the the good emotion, it makes you cry, it makes you laugh, it makes you sing, it makes you want to dance, it makes you feel so bad for them and yeah, it just takes you on a massive journey. So I would I would take that hundred percent. Fair enough. Fair you explain that well. Absolute classic. It is. Um, I don't know if I could I'm deal gonna... with Russell Crowe's singing to be honest. <laughs> It's a bit, I mean, each to their own, but. Oh, no. I mean, he doesn't sing too much in it. I mean, you know, Hugh Jackman, he sings the majority of it, and Anne Hathaway, mm. that thing, and then Amanda Seyfried, like, you know, I just think they're all, and Eddie Redmay, like, you know, they're just all fab. Um, but I would take that just because, like, I am obsessed with musicals, so. Mm-hmm. Musicals yeah, are good. Take, take that, definitely. It's a good shout. I mean, uh, the only I'm I'm against I'm not against musicals. That was the wrong way to say it. But I just they're, they're not my cup of tea. Um, the the what the, my favourite one though that I have watched is um, Sweeney Todd. Oh yeah, that's But yeah, I've heard Le- Les Mis is very good, and I probably will have to give it a chance. I've not seen it. No, I don't watch. It musicals sorry we're I know watching really, it we're really watching like... it when we get back I'm, I'm forcing you to watch it when we that's, get back you that's really have you yeah. ever seen like um sound of music or anything yeah i've seen sound of music mate that's a classic okay, that is a classic <laughs> sound of music. but um right. yeah i think i think and, and like to be fair like i used to love like things like mary poppins and uh what is say, it what's if, it called? If, ben... if you haven't seen them then I'd have to rethink. Knobs and Broomsticks, that's a classic as well. Yeah. That is a good film. Um, but yeah, they're more like Disney musicals, aren't they, I suppose? Yeah, but they like are. Actual... Lame is, you uh, know, 
it's like also what I love about Les Mis is you feel like you're at the theatre as well like you feel like you're watching the whole production and it can just like you know take you away from the Corona Desert Island and just put you like in front of it and it just oh it's just amazing and everything everything about it is amazing like the the casting the acting the just everything the sets production costume it's just mm. incredible um so so yeah Oh yeah, I've I've seen I've seen clips and it looks um it does look like what you just explained does does look like what what it does on the tin basically like it it, it seems like it's it's pretty successful at what a musical would be I suppose. Mm-hmm. I know what my second my second choice was going to be like you're going to be like oh my god you basic b word um you can you can swear if you want stuff by the way. I just uh it's just I know that was a very close second because you could watch that film a hundred times and you would still be absolutely crying with laughter throughout the whole thing like I mean the toilet scene after they've gone to that oh yeah it's, it's, just, weird. it's 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 um funny with them sorry i keep doing that i keep interrupting but yeah it's it's, it's funny when um it's like they've had a man's version for quite a few things and now they're doing women's versions do you think that's quite funny or not what do you mean like, what, yeah what you mean? obviously like bridesmaids bridesmaids is a bit like i'd say in a sense like hangover like it's got that feel about it with the characters in it not the actual story but like the yeah I get you. I get you. Yeah. And then you've got Ocean's Eight, which is Ocean's Eleven, Twelve and Thirteen. Yeah. And then you've got Ghostbusters, the women's version. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. That's. I'm not saying it's interesting, but it's just it's just interesting. It's interesting because I I would pick Hangover as like one of like quite I'd say it's very for a comedy film is very very funny and it's it's just as funny as Bridesmaids. Yeah. It's got that type of feel. the, The same type of characters and conflict between them and the storyline and yeah definitely they're both they're both fab but yeah no I completely agree there's a lot of films that are coming out which have well all the females as the lead characters where you know it's been pretty much already done but with male um characters but you know it it's a good thing I think you know it's following all the definitely and everything yeah, I think it's a good thing as long as they do it right. Like it's almost like you, if you want to show it, like signify something like this, you know, you you you'll probably want to. I don't think anyone's trying to send a message. People are just like, well, it'd be really cool to have girls as the main characters, but yeah. it's like they just make, don't want to make a fool out of that idea. You know, like still make yeah. a good film. That yeah. is the biggest danger, though, isn't it? Like, don't if you do it making... for the sake of it. Yeah. So you get female actors out there. Like, you still got to have a good storyline and still cast them right and yeah 100 yeah, agree yeah because that defeats the object then doesn't it of what you're trying to do if you do if you did it the other way where you're right i'm trying to get all these girls in like acting roles but then i'm going to make a terrible film it almost makes them look silly oh yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah but no yeah, anyway sorry i've gone off on a tangent now i found that <laughs> out was me talking out in my head like i think it's interesting when you see like contrasting um like gender related mm. films yeah. But yeah, it's cool. Bridesmaids, very funny, very funny. And Les Mis, I need to watch that. Now you've mentioned it, I'm going to have to watch it. Oh, you do, Charlie, honestly. Yeah, don't worry, I'll force you to watch it at some point. It's one of my favourite films. Yeah, I'll happily watch yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I went to see it in the theatre. 
as well. Yeah, that's one of my that's one of my bucket list. Yeah, that's on mine too. Like I've not seen it in the theatre, but it's amazing in the theatre. But anyway, what I've taken from that that uh, Tasha's favourite film that she'd take to the island is Lemire's is that she enjoys to watch people in pain and misery yeah. and famine. <laughs> yeah, <I don't laughs> she likes to watch poor people suffer. That's what I've taken from that. I'm only joking, obviously. Does Les Miz actually sound, does it, what does it stand for? Is it The Miserable? Yeah, it's The Miserable. Yeah. Yeah. The Miserable. Yeah. yeah. It has happy moments in it. And the song is incredible. I mean, it's pretty much it's singing throughout the whole film. Yeah, um, there's only like four or five words of normal speech. Yeah. See, that's what irritates me. That, that that's what grinds me a bit. I need to like have some sort of because like it's not. It's, it almost looks feels like it's not real when that happens. Yeah, but like you don't when you're having serious conversations, you don't just start singing. It I each find other. that I find that <laughs> quite easy to get look past though. Yeah. Me too, with especially with Les Mis, like that's their acting is so good that it doesn't just feel like they're belting out a song. Like no, there's yes. that communication between them, and I know yeah. they're both singing, but it is like conversational. Yeah, it's like Hamilton. I watched Aladdin, Aladdin recently. That's kind of musically, isn't it? I suppose yeah. Aladdin. Yeah. I don't know if I enjoyed Aladdin. I did. I watched that too. Mm. Um, I wasn't a massive fan of it. That's a, good, that's a good point because I haven't actually asked anyone how they thought about it. But yeah, if you've thought the same, because I thought it's a bit weird. And to be honest, I'm not. I'm having a bit of a moment with Will Smith. I, I don't. I don't seem to like him in anything that he does at the minute. Um, and when yeah, he was in that as well, him, it's just like he was okay at Aladdin. I thought it was quite a good fit because you know he's quite like bubbly and, and upbeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was a good genie, 100. percent Yeah, um, I think yeah. Definitely, but I, I, I think it was a guy Richie. I think that did the new one. Yeah, it was. Yeah. They're making a second one, aren't they? As well, making an Aladdin. Right. There you go. This yeah. is the world we live in. Yeah, they spin off everything franchises. Problem is, because it was Walt Disney's wish for every cartoon Disney film to be made into live action. But the problem is, all the cartoon ones were so good. Yeah. When they make the live actions, they're recasting different people. Like Robin Williams was such a good genie. Yeah. You know, like Robin Williams is incredible and everything. So obviously, mm. you know, even with like The Lion King, where I know they cast Seth Rogen as Pumba, and I thought that was good, but this you don't beat the originals. And I, yeah. I don't well, they kept yeah. they kept James Earl Jones, didn't they? As yeah, but cast. even Rowan Atkinson as the parrot. Yeah, you know, it's it's so hard. To, I think you know, for kids it's probably good, but I think for people who, because obviously, when I when they've come out, I've only obviously the live action ones have started to come out recently. So all my knowledge of like the Disney films are all from the cartoons, and you can't help but compare and think this is not good. Even when you go into the cinema, I do always think this isn't going to be as good. So why should I watch it? I yeah. know what that's happens. your nostalgia. It's your nostalgia uh, coming also- out there. Do you think it would just be as good if you were a kid? Do you think it's because you've seen... And it, like, when you were a kid, you were watching this and thinking, oh, my gosh, this is absolutely amazing. And now you're kind of re-watching it as an adult. It's not having the same effect. But if you were a kid watching it, it'd be like, oh, my gosh, it's so amazing. And even more amazing because it's, like, real life. Mm. If you're introduced to the live-action ones as kids and not the animated ones first, I think they'd still have the same effect, like like you've just said. We see we see the old ones as the ones we first saw as kids, whereas the new kids will see the live action ones and go, "Oh my god, that's so amazing! This is the first thing I'm experiencing." 
because yes, I don't know about yeah. you guys, but I don't think people will show their kids the old 1920 no, I think they will. We that's how, what we've grown up with, and then our preference is the anime. So we're like, Do you know what? We're not gonna send you, we're not gonna show you the new ones, we're gonna actually show you the originals that are better to us. Mm. But then mm-hmm. it'd be interesting, I think, when like our future children will see both from when they are kids and then see which ones they prefer. Yeah. It'll probably don't, yeah, it'll probably go full cycle and they'll make another fucking cartoon of it next as well. So it'll just be like 100 <laughs> yeah, years later, we'll be on the cartoons and then 50 years later, we'll be back on films again. Yeah. It'll be like um, Snow White Great and circle. the 7,000 Dwarfs. Like that. It'll be bloody absolute madness. It'll be a horror film, though. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> I like to think... <laughs> No, but to be fair, you made a good point, Joe, as well, about Robin Williams. Robin Williams, I think, was a, a key, like, wild card for Disney to make a good Disney live-action film. Mm-hmm. It's like you could chuck him in and he will look after that film. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? He's got, he had that t- type of, like, risk-free factor about him if you wanted to make a Disney film. He'd just nail it every time. Yeah, he was so talented and he had so much confidence. Do you remember, like, do you remember the beginning of Mrs. Doubtfire where his actual job in the film was doing all the voices of the characters? Yeah. And it just shows, like, how how many different ones he did and how talented yeah. he was. I was like, oh, my mm. gosh. He just <laughs> loads that. Yeah, he could do serious and non-serious. That's yeah. really hard to do sometimes. Like, he could be a serious actor and, like, yeah. not so serious. Like, Brian Cronson. Genie, and then you go, he goes from, like, uh, Jumanji in that lot through to Dead oh, Poet Society. Film. Dead Poet Society, that's such a serious yeah. film. It's so good. He's amazing. Yeah, Jumanji, the crocodile scene. Wow, I love that bit when they're in the big building and there's that crocodile. Yeah, that's just an example of another film that got remade that just isn't as good as the original. Yeah. Like yeah. they brought in but they uh, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson again. Kevin Hart. Um, Cat, always work together. What's the ladies? What's the ladies? Karen like? Gillan. Karen Gillan, that's it. Yeah. Um, Can I make a statement that's probably going to make me hate it on this? Is yeah. I've only seen the Dwayne Johnson Jumanji <gasps> and not the original one. Oh, you need to watch Ooh. the original. The original's so good. So, so good. But that's Robin like, Williams, man. Yeah. I just Go think on, that's sorry, just become more and more common. Everyone's just going to see the the new the new versions instead of the originals because well they're either going to be on like sky netflix and a lot of the accessible yeah 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 they're way more accessible than than the old ones which is a shame um Mm. but that's just way but yeah as well as well though the reason why they are being made into films is because maybe the budget's there and the technology's there to to make a cartoon into a film like maybe the original plan for disney was it wasn't cartoon if they had all the technology that we do now they probably could have made films you know out of them instead of cartoons so it is a remake but it's maybe like a a generational remake because it was needed i don't know maybe maybe or we're just all just being really really grumpy about the idea that people are making our childhood yeah aren't they because all some of the greatest like storylines and writing has already been done so they're just gonna yeah yeah Technically, the Lion King's a rip-off. Really? Technically, the, yeah, the Lion King is Hamlet. Oh. 
Uh, well, yeah, I imagine a lot of them are like that, aren't yeah. they? Is, is, is it, it actually is, is Hamlet. Is it? <laughs> I didn't know The whole storyline is Hamlet. Oh my god, I didn't know that either. Well, you've probably oh. seen that most stories have probably been. Obviously, a lot of every story can go be traced back to like Greek storytelling. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like yeah. it's like West Side Stories based on Romeo and Juliet. And Juliet. Yeah. There's That's another movies. good film as well, West Side Story. Yeah. That's <laughs> a musical though. I might have seen it if it's a musical. <laughs> I'll tell you what I have. I, think Matt, Matt has, I haven't seen it. What I have found myself listening to recently on Spotify for some reason. I don't know how I got there, but uh, I've been listening to the Hairspray soundtrack for some reason. Oh, Hairspray is such a good... Oh, my gosh. Hairspray is so up there for me. I just absolutely love it. So With the one with John Travolta? Yeah, where he, play, he plays the uh, moment. Yeah. Oh, God, again, that's, that's just such a good musical. It just makes you so happy and want to join in. And that's what I love about musicals. They just like completely bring you into them. And it, I mean, lots of good films do that, but I just love, yeah. Hairspray's great. I say, Tash, you are making Matt's day as, as, as long as this keeps going on. Like his big musical musicals. Band, like, oh, you I love are making musicals, his day. Musicals are some of the best films in the world. But you just can't, you, you just got to laugh and have a good time and just yeah. sing. Exactly, exactly. It's so good. Like, I've, I mean, I've loved musicals since I was like a kid. Like, oh my gosh, like me and my brother used to like, <laughs> you know, like Grease and stuff, like the ones from like back in the day. Like, we'd always just used to like try put on a show after like seeing the Grease musicals, and it's oh, it's just great. I love them. Jumping around on the sofa singing the songs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go on, Dan. Are you yeah. listening to this as well? Go on, Dan. Well done, son. I can imagine just you dancing around. You just do like Yes, got some ammunition for him as well. <laughs> Never told me that before. Yeah. <laughs> Tash, what's your opinion yeah. on films then like... Um, well, there's only really two that have come out recently. Things like um, Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocketman and... <laughs> So I thought I preferred Bohemian Rhapsody to Rocketman. I thought they were both really good. I thought Bohemian Rhapsody was just like, I thought that was amazing. I, mm. I think he did um, Freddie Mercury like real justice. I think the way he like played his character and um, yeah, I just, I, I mean, it, I, to me that felt like I was literally watching Freddie Mercury's life. Yeah. And the casting was just on point. The acting was amazing. Um, I, yeah, I, I loved Bohemian Rhapsody. Do you know Remy Malek wasn't the original person to play uh, what you call Freddie Mercury? It was Sasha Baron Cohen. Because oh I knew that, yeah. It's because I think there's a famous an interview Sasha Baron Cohen did. It's basically. Two members of three three members of Queen are still alive. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, as a rock band, they did certain stuff. There's like famous tales of them taping trays to dwarfs' heads at parties with cocaine on, and they just walk around a party, and you just literally lean over and do cocaine. Oh my gosh! Wow. And Sasha Bar Cohen really wanted to explore that part of Queen, but yeah. he he said he would he wouldn't name who, but everyone kind of assumed Brian May wouldn't let Queen be tarnished because they're still alive. Yeah, they're still so, so big. They're still, they still tour and stuff, don't they? So, it, so yeah. it got turned, so it kind of just got turned into a 
a lesser story of Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, so brilliant. He's brilliant, though. He's uh, that... Mm. Uh, called again what's he called again Remy Malik Remy Malik, yeah. Remy Malik. yeah because I saw him in the Pacific the first time he's in the Pacific he's yeah. the, that um Spandam Brothers like the other the other uh, one they did after yeah uh, it, that's like his big breakthrough um and then I didn't really I think he's in Robot as well is it Mr Robot he's in as well oh, he wrote, yes. uh, yeah Mr yeah. Robot he was in that uh, museum as well mm. yeah, yeah he was. was yes he was he plays the he pharaoh the pharaoh Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller. Again, another film. Another film with Robin Williams in it. Yeah, Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah, loved that. And Owen Wilson. What what cast that was! Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's got Forgot about Steve Coogan. <laughs> yeah, Steve Coogan and Owen Wilson. They're like Roman and Cowboy, isn't it? That's the yeah. Roman yeah. and Cowboy. They keep battling each other. Yeah. Anyway, that's a, another tangent we're going off there. Yeah. Um, what didn't you yes, like about um, Rocket Man then? Rocket Man. So that had Taron. Taron Edgerton. Yeah, and Richard Madden. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was. I yeah, I thought that was good. Um. I didn't like it as much as Bohemian Rhapsody because I, I think they came out quite close together. Yeah. And I feel like maybe if they weren't, I think everyone had such like, after Bohemian Rhapsody and how amazing that was, I just think because Rocket Man wasn't as good, it made it seem worse than it actually was. I think if it was mm. brought out a lot later or not as close, I think it still would have had that same effect that, oh, it's still really good. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I, I did enjoy it. I definitely did enjoy it. Um, I mean, I love all of Elton John's songs. So, and it was like, a re- I think I found it really interesting. Um, I mean, I don't know how true it was, um, like with the writing, but it actually was a very true reflection of Elton yeah. John's life. Um, well, he, um, he was, he, uh, what do you call it? Uh, oh, produced he, it. He, uh, yeah, consulted on it. He was, uh, heavily involved in the making of Rocket Man out in genres, apparently. Oh, okay, that's really interesting then. And well, that's what I found interesting, I felt like I didn't really, I mean, I didn't feel like I knew much about Elton John's life, so just seeing his journey and how he made it um, was really interesting and how all his songs came about and how he had that partner that, and who he lived with in the, in the beginning. I, yeah, I found it, I did really like it and did enjoy yeah. it, but Bohemian Rhapsody to me, don't know if it's just because it's Queen and like they're great, mm. but um, yeah, no, I did really enjoy it. Have you seen that yeah, they're think... making a Robbie Williams biopic? Yes. But it's oh. really weird. So it's by the guy that directed Greatest Showman, um, and it's been announced this week that apparently um, Robbie Williams will be reportedly played but portrayed by an animated monkey. What? <laughs> you are with me on here. Is that just a joke? Is this a shitty joke? I'm not. If you, I Google it, it's um, Robbie Williams or Robin Williams. Robbie Williams. Robbie. The singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because it's European. Doing one about him, are This week. Um, so like, they've been talking about it and stuff, and apparently, um, yeah, it's going to be called Better Man, and he's going to be portrayed by a CGI monkey. No, Robin Williams will report be portrayed by an animated monkey in Better yeah. Man, the forthcoming biopic. Yeah. Oh, no, that's going to be oh, weird. But, what, 
But that's like there's so many points to challenge that like whole idea. A, he's not 85 or dead. So I don't sometimes I know like um, Elton John obviously isn't dead, but it's like, you know, he's that but his majority he's like of his great, life is he's complete. a great British artist, isn't he? He's had a really big career. Robbie and, Williams like, is big. Robbie Williams yeah, is big, yeah. right? But um, he's no Elton is, John, is he? But, yeah, but the thing is, Robbie Williams isn't like some person who's evolved music, has they? And culturally changed like society yeah, for the I w- better. I would have put <laughs> Robbie Williams on the same level as Elton John no. or Queen. Like, and like I do think Robbie Williams is great though he's very much an entertainer um yeah. but I mean I'd still see it I'd definitely still watch it when it comes out if, if but if, yeah. if if you did it in 30 years time this is what I don't get like how can you do a biography about yourself when you've lived half of the biography yeah you've not Literally. finished your story yet, have you? <laughs> 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 what do you do like oh this is to be continued in 40 yeah. years yeah, at the end. maybe this is just Maybe he's saying something. Maybe he's going to turn himself into a monkey or something. <laughs> Singing Let Me Entertain You as a monkey. That would be quite entertaining. Too, uh. <laughs> Trans, what would it be? Trans animal. Trans primate? <laughs> Trans, Trans animal. <laughs> yeah. There's. That's another one with Alex there. Cheers for that. It's just got Sean's <laughs> animals snap. Now they're gonna start complaining. But you all missed you all missed me last week, don't lie. What <laughs> <laughs> <Potty> mouth. <laughs> so In- with now that you've chosen Les Mis as your film, I'm interested to find out what TV show you would bring to the island. Um so this again was another hard one because it's the same with the film like I wanted to bring something that again had had everything well for one that there was a lot of episodes so it would last Mm. me a long time um and I like the logic out of this sorry to interject but the logic is good not many people think about the logic of being on the desert island yeah I'm like thinking like what what do I need on this desert island I need like enough and I need to feel like yeah, if I'm like having a down day and I need to be picked up, or if I'm like really happy, and all, yeah, whatever. So I've gone with the um, very safe option of friends. I knew oh. you were going to say friends. What after I said safe? <laughs> as soon as you said the safe option, I was yeah. going. I went. It's going to be friends. Yeah. Just like again, yeah. There are so many different episodes. Um, and I could literally watch it. It could be in the background. I could watch it. I could not watch it. You know, it's just, it's an all-round crowd pleaser, even though I'd probably be the only person on that desert island still. It, uh, I like it. <laughs> um, and there's such a variety of episodes. And I already love all the characters anyway. So, yeah, definitely, definitely bring friends. Yeah, fairs. And I know Matt's triggered because Matt's a How I Met Your Mother person. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but since she said safe, you were building it up, and I was like, she says how many mother, I'm going to be like on a different <laughs> level, musicals and how many mother, yeah. I'm gonna my kind up, of man. island. Gonna and then you up, said safe man. option, I was oh, like, so <laughs> close, so close. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like did you did you watch Friends as well, or just How I Met Your Mother? Just I how feel I like met your you only really get attached to like one of those types of TV series because 
Well, one, you don't really have enough time to get attached to two. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, I just, friends, friends all the way. Just so what is it? What is it about friends? I'm really intrigued because, uh, again, it's not something, I've watched it all. I have watched it all, this one. But it's not something for me personally that I, I can kind of understand the hype. When I was younger, I remember how big it was. And I remember yeah. like, even parents, like, every single, like, I remember every single person watched it, like, at one point, like, when it was getting really big on Channel 4, I remember it used to be, like, the big thing. Yeah. But uh, it's like the forced laughter. I don't, maybe it's just, a, we've talked about, like, the British and American humour, and some, like, Office US does it great, because there's no, like, forced laughter when they're making a joke. Yeah. And then, like, in British humour, most of the time, it's not like that either. It's like, you kind of have to laugh. It's almost like you have to work for your laugh here, whereas like yeah. there you, you you don't, and it's like everything I could I don't know slip on the floor a tiny bit and there'd be a big massive crowd laugh, yeah, in a sense. Well, the it's just it's very like you say it's just a very it's very easy watch, isn't it? It's not. Yeah. You don't have to get totally invested into it to enjoy it, and like don't get me wrong, like this isn't a TV series that I would say is necessarily like my favorite of yes. all time tv series like i like i would i like things like um you know you can't be a good old bbc on our itv drama you know like, duty, just finished marcella yeah. and oh my god like i like way prefer those types of tv series to oh, friends yes. but my whole thinking is like being on a desert island. Probably island definitely no 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 yeah i'm not slating it either i think it's a really good show but it's just i just i think i think it's a good topic to bring up about why oh, you yes. like it and and what what what's 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 the reasoning behind you like it? Because like I said, there's a few people that don't. Oh well, I'm just speaking myself. I say a few people, but that don't understand the hype in a sense. Yeah. It, like it's it's uh, it's sorry. Just one last thing. It's like a it's like a decade hype. It's like it was a hype in the nineties, but it still is a hype. So I don't get why there's still hype it's for the still, show. Still a hype again. Yeah. Well, my main reason why I think it's still a hype is because it. It is an easy watch and you can kind of like pick up and you don't have to watch it seriously from the start mm -hmm. and follow it all the way through. You could be on series two, episode seven, not watch it for like two series and then come mm -hmm. in again on, on series five. And like you, you, you don't have to have seen it all to kind of go in and out. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's necessarily like the, the actual acting because again it's it they're not doing I mean they are obviously acting but it's I kind of think with those characters they're very much just like playing themselves they're not there's never any like really deep emotion or anything it's mm. very like yeah it's very easy um but I, I just like it because it's very like light-hearted feel good you follow the journey of all the characters you're watching them grow up you're watching them going to well just living their lives and it's very yeah. kind of it's kind of like relatable in a way because you know we've all been with our group of friends and you know there's always a couple that maybe get together then have a massive fall mm. and I, I mean Charlie like when you think of our group of friends all the drama that yeah. like, it's so relatable isn't it and yeah and yeah it's calmed like, down now though but yeah yeah, yeah for a while for a while it was that's like seven years you're like oh my mm. gosh and um and yeah it is it's just it's just funny but it is very basic american humor but i quite i'm i'm quite like that so. if you ever no, watched good, good answer 
you've ever watched on YouTube, somebody's gone through like episodes of Friends and removed the laugh track from them. Oh, is that, I bet it's really awkward. It it's it's really awkward, but it's really it's quite funny because when you remove the laugh track from like the episodes with Ross or something, and the one that springs to mind is when somebody eats his sandwich or something. Yeah. In one of the episodes, and he's like, "You ate my sandwich," and then there's really the silence. And it makes him seem like a psychopath, like he's going to stab somebody. Yeah. It's really that's, quite funny. That's, like, such a good point because, like, you know, when they play the laughter, that, like, automatically just, you think, oh, they're, it's, mm. that's the reaction, and then you laugh. Mm. But, like, actually, if you watch it without all of those cues to, because they are their cues, aren't they, mm. like, to how you mm. should be feeling at that time, whether it's sad, happy, whatever, then actually is it is it as good as you think when you don't have that in the show? I might, well, yeah. I'm going to watch this and just think, actually, I might have to hold, rethink my whole Desert Island TV series. It's quite funny. No. It's quite, if, if, if you can find it on YouTube, it's quite funny because it is just like, my sandwich, yeah. my sandwich, and it's really silent. And then it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> stab, stab, stab. Is it just laughter they add in? Or are they adding like, uh, they oh. add it, I think that's just laughter, isn't it? Is, is it just laughter? Yeah, so, yeah, so it's just yeah, it's just laughter. I don't, I don't think it's emotion. Is it? I can't remember now. I haven't seen I know, it. I know stuff like um, sorry, Joe. I know stuff like uh, like Will and Grace. They have such stuff like that where it's like they do emotions of the audience as well as laughter. Yeah. So it's like they'll do a sad bit and people will be like, oh, and just that the other. Definitely. But I mean, yeah, I think no, I think so- friends. Yeah, no, I was saying like Friends is I think is a good shout for something like a desert island, but like because for example, like I'm trying to think of the TV shows that I've watched recently that are really good. Yeah, like It's a Sin, um, Much Teacher, uh, all those kind of things, like they're absolutely incredible. But imagine having to watch them over and over again on a Desert Island, like you um and oh like Luther finished recently, that's just like incredible. Amazing. You couldn't you couldn't watch It's a Sin over and over again. No, but like obviously it's like way better than Friends, and the acting is mm. way better than Friends, and the storyline is way better. But you couldn't you that couldn't be your only thing because you'd just be like crying the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> I think it would also lose its impact as well. Like I'm yeah. not going to say what happens, but it wouldn't. It would easily lose its impact because you know even if you watch it a second time, you sat there and you know what's going to happen, and you're like. Yeah, you almost become like desensitized to it then, and you're like, mm, yeah. yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, and you and, and like you said, you you probably do have to have every emotion on the island. Like you want to have everything there because it's kind of what you are anyway, isn't it? As in, like as yeah, a person, exactly. everybody. Like, yeah, like, you I want... mean, I don't know if this desert island you buy yourself or what, but you know, if you are, you do, you need you you almost need those different people to keep you sane. Yeah. Yeah, so that I think they're stuck with us to be honest on this island. I think, oh god, I no, yeah, stuck with us. Take, take, yeah. take friends, not us. <laughs> Go to the other side of the island, get friends, but not that friends is bad. I'm on about, I'm worried about you um, talking to these lot and me. So go, go to the other I side mean, of the island, stay yeah. there. In all fairness, if, 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 if we are all on the island together, me and Tasha are having a banging time watching musicals. <laughs> yeah, tell you that. like singing and dancing and just oh, having the best. Well, look, Running yeah. around the island singing dancing. We queen. have little gangs because you'll have Matt and Tash on one part of the island with musicals. You'll have me and Katie with vampire diaries on one end of the island. <laughs> and then it's Charlie yeah. and Alex have got nothing. There's no well, I'll, I'll be sat there watching everything. Oh my gosh. Um I I love vampire diaries. 
So I would be like oh, another one. It'd <laughs> be a war. But the Vampire Diaries was my lockdown number one series. I was just like, I need to start a new series. And then I just heard loads about the Vampire Diaries. And then I started it. And I remember when we worked with Katie, like at Jack Wills, she was always going on about Vampire Diaries. So I was like, I've heard so much about it from loads of different people. So I'm going to give it a go. And I got totally obsessed. Like the last episode, I was crying from the start to the end. It was the most emotional thing ever. <laughs> and it was just amazing I'm so invested in all of it but I can't it's so long that I, you know I can't couldn't watch it again but it was my, my my mate started his girlfriend started making him watch it and he messaged me because he said you're the only person who's seen it and you talk about it on the podcast and so you're the only person I can vent to so I said so what's your opinion he's like season one episode one I fucking hate it um, <laughs> I'm like, wait till you get to season two, it's better. And then he sent me a message of the night saying, I made it to season two. I still hate it, but, oh you know. God, you need to keep going, like, so good. But, but imagine pitching that to somebody, right? You're gonna, you, yeah, here's, here's, I've got this plan for Vampire's Diaries, right? right you, need to, you, you need to watch it tediously for a season before it gets good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or two yeah. seasons. With a lot of a lot of series that are long episodes and have like 22 episodes per yeah um but but like the other way around it was like the walking dead i remember like the first however many series was absolutely amazing and i was so gripped and after like i think it was like this after mm. when negan started coming in i just trailed off so i was like yeah. you, you do need to either like wrap it up or no it just some of them just go on for too long yeah. or too, too I think long the thing is with Walking yeah. Dead, so, sorry Charlie, it's sorry. the fact that it's a fine line between obviously Walking Dead introduced loads of characters. Yeah. They would always randomly kill off one, you know, you're when they killed Glenn or so spoilers. <laughs> sorry, yeah. it's a big series. It's been around for years that now that 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 theory. If you haven't watched it, you haven't thought. Like it's like spoiling what happens to Jesus in the <laughs> What just um, happened to Jesus in the Bible? I've not watched. I've not watched that. Oh, God, Bible's not real. Yeah. Sorry. That's three now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's but, just. Yeah. It's when your point oh. where they start killing off too many of the people, and they start reintroducing people who aren't as easily to bond to, because obviously you yeah, bond like, to them. It's already invested in these characters mm. that are. That are being killed off, and like you say, when they bring in a new one, you're like, "Oh, who are these people?" Like, you know, we want. Yeah. I can't remember his name. You know, the dad. When they. Yeah. Him. Andrew Rick. Lincoln. Rick. No, not Rick. Oh. What was his name? Which one? Oh. Oh. Herschel. Herschel. That was it. Herschel. Herschel. When they beheaded Herschel, I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah. Well, that 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 was good because that was like, "Oh, you That's think he's negotiated him out of it?" Yeah. And then he turned up. And then just comes yeah. back and oof. yeah, that was that's... red heading. But that is the thing with when when you kill off characters and add new characters in, like you were saying, you, you, this new this new character comes in and you go, oh well, that's that's Glenn's replacement. Well, that's Herschel's replacement. Yeah, yeah. it's it very has to, obvious, it has to be just it? as good, and and they ha you have to match it. You have to like right build this character to be as strong as him. Like it's almost like sometimes they take people out without putting decent replacements in 
but yeah. as well with, with with like Game of Thrones, I don't know why I've chucked Game of Thrones in there, but yeah, I do talk about that. But Game of Thrones and Walking Dead, it's because it was never ended. It's never been ended, as in the actual, yeah. even the book or the comics. So it's, that's why it always goes a bit random, because yeah. there's no ending to it. The thing is with Walking Dead, it's one of those things where, you know, it's not, it's not really going to have an ending because it's, the way it could be like satis- satisfyingly ended is if all the zombies died or something. Right, or they're like well, we'll find a cure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is the only way it can Because it, it, it's pointless to watch like, eight seasons of The Walking Dead for it to end where they, they can, all die. <laughs> they finally get a, a, they finally stay in one place but will never be breached. Because mm-hmm. that's what every season is just find a new place to live and then there's a threat to it. Yeah. Uh, so it's either they all die or they fix the world the world definitely definitely because that's the objective you would try and reach if you were in a zombie apocalypse wasn't it yeah um, to be honest if i was in a zombie apocalypse i think i'd just die <laughs> i'd like to think i'd die yeah I'd be like, I'd, I'd, straight to being yes. i'd get i'd get so <laughs> bored get me paid so do, bored do, do me decorating well then what, wait for this to blow over shit. i'm gonna get on with all the stuff i didn't have time for <laughs> Go, go look around some of the display kitchens. Yeah. <laughs> um, shall we do a bit more of Who Am I, then? Yeah, oh, go on, then. If you have to, if you have to. <laughs> right. yeah. I think I'd just get so bored being in a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. No. But anyway, back to Who Am I? Yes. Right, so the next three are... Um, uh, cool. Oh, look. I was nominated for the Academy Award for Best Actor for my role in Gods and Monsters. Um, the next one. I was nominated for an Emmy Emmy Award for Outstanding Leading Lead Actor in the movie The Prisoner. And then the third one. Uh, Some good ones on there. I don't want to pick them all. Um, Okay, this is just a random one. On the 16th of March, 2002, I was the host of Saturday Night Live. (laughs) I was too. I remember it well. (laughs) Just trying to think of SNL hosts. Think of the time that that came out. That why wouldn't be doing it at that time? There's you. <laughs> the person that came to my head, I know for a fact it's not because they won't. They're not eighty. Two thousand and two. I was thinking, what came out in two thousand and two? Spider Man, Tobey Maguire. <laughs> I don't think he born was in born in nineteen thirty nine. Born in Burnley either. <laughs> he <laughs> and, and lived in Wigan for most of his life. <laughs> Oh, who would it be? Think of that, yeah. That, that's a good clue, to be honest. Don't know what happened in 2002. You have to remember, we're younger than you, Charlie. Yeah. You should know what happened in 2002. My birthday. It's going to make it worse. It's going to make it worse for you. I have no idea. 2002. There is oh. some really easy... There's some really easy clues in there that I cannot give away because you'll get it straight away. I might have him. Oh, is it? Nope, you can't say it. 
three more clues. I've got one. I've got two people, but I need to know if if the person is dead or alive. Even, I can cross the other one out. I'm not prepared to do that for you. Why not? <laughs> just tell me why. Why don't you just work out if you've seen one of them in films recently, or if you know one of them? Do you know one of them's dead? Sorry. The person I feel like it is, you'd know if they were dead. Mm. This is good, this one, because I thought Alex would be quietly confident sat there, but he's not. I'm not confident. I am quietly confident. Mm. I have, I have an idea of what happened at that period in the 2000s in, the term, in terms of films. Early 2000s. Big, big, big things happened early big, 2000s. Yeah. I think I know who it is. Big things happen in early 2000s. Don't be searching that on Google. Sounds like you're searching it. I'm not. I'm big, not. That's just big things that happened in 2002. <laughs> not even films, just everything. Big things. <laughs> just big, giant, like, sculptures. Uh, right. So, the next bit. Um, Tash, yeah. you've um, you, you've been you've you've done an acting course, haven't you? Yes. So um, I did a acting for screen diploma at the Yorkshire Academy of Television and um, Film Acting. Um, so I kind of went down instead of like the traditional acting route where you'd go to someone like somewhere like Rada or Lambda or you know places like that which are incredible um discreetly sorry it, someone got their message, message on uh, sound is the sound on the message just because it's coming through quite a lot your text message Oh, it's, yeah, it's just, it was just ringing really through my ear there. But, um, yeah, just, I don't just, turn it off, Charlie. How do I turn it off? Um, what, are you on your laptop? Yeah. Is it is it a Mac? Yeah, but if I mute it, then that'll mute the everything. Do you know what Can I mean? you not go on options of messages and be like, uh, have a look. Uh, Sharing finder. How do I? Oh, use alerts in this conversation? This morning, it's uh, brought to you by Apple. <laughs> um, it should that, that should stop now because it was just my brother texting me, but he's. Oh, you want to start that again, Charlie? The question. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so I'll just say it again. Um, yeah. Uh, so Tash, you have done an acting uh, course. Uh, do you want to like tell us a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So I did a acting for screen diploma at the Yorkshire Academy of Film and Television Acting. Um, I wanted to go into into acting for screen specifically, not as a whole. So you know, be theatre or, or screen. Um, obviously, like the traditional acting route is places like Rada and Lambda, where they are more theatre trained, and then go into the uh, acting screen side um and I yeah I absolutely loved it it was it yeah. was great 
um not only is it learning like an incredibly difficult skill but I don't know I think everybody should do um acting because you know it just builds your self-confidence in general um and obviously it's learning to act but it's learning how to like talk properly and articulate mm -hmm. and it does just yeah generally build your self-confidence and everything so um yeah it was great it was really fun and, uh, and uh, so what was that kind of like the process that goes through in those like courses that you do like you said it's not very conventional to how other people do it yeah so um so it's for the, the the course that i did it was very um it was intensive sorry my dog keeps walking in and out <laughs> he's opening the door oh good um, yeah so it it was it was a part-time course because at the time i was obviously we were working together um but it allowed me to do it part-time but then on those days it was like super intensive um all the all the teachers had all been professionally um they'd all gone to a traditional professional acting school like the ones i mentioned earlier um and it was kind of like it probably wasn't as in depth as it would have been if I went to one of them but it did cover all of those all the topics um and you did a lot of workshops as well and it was a lot more practical you know like every single every single time we would have to film a scene and, and our teacher would um would give us you know feedback and he'd analyze mm. it and and you did you learned so much in kind of like a, a I guess a smaller space of time um and they have a lot of connections to to you know places like the itv studios and they work with lots of different directors and producers and casting directors so and they're also an agency as well so you kind of felt like you were getting quite a lot by doing that course um and because they're an agency they have you know actors working in the industry so you can really get your foot in the door if you, obviously if you do well um and yeah like yeah it was a really it was really fun really you, fun. you managed to get onto a film didn't you after doing that um yeah i mean just before covid like half a year before covid i was lucky enough to um work on a feature film it actually it starred martin treneman which he's the he he was in the Inbetweeners and um nick moran um and that's how i like to me that was just like so cool because i was like oh my god i'm actually working alongside working actors um yeah. because i think the main thing with acting is you know there are there are so many actors out there um but the ones that actually get to work as an actor for their job it's so you know rare um, even though it feels like there's loads, loads and loads of acting jobs, but it's so it's so difficult to get an acting job. And I always think, you know, some of the best actors that are out there, we've probably not even seen because if if you don't look like the character, you could be the best actor in the world. But yeah, if you don't look what the like the, what the um, casting director is looking for, then you just out the door. Um, I think that's so shitty, though. I know, I know. Obviously, you need you do need to get some sort of aesthetic to. A character and build it that way but I'd, if, if you're writing some really good like scripts or whatever or really good content for the person to talk and act out you'd want the best actor you wouldn't want it based on appearance you'd think i know i know yeah you think on, and that kind of that kind of like it supports the point of the whole like 
what we were talking about in the beginning with the Fast and Furious. Like, you can get way better actors to do those roles, but you don't because it's you're going for the people, not the acting. Mm, um, and it's the same with like with, with a casting director. They and the writers usually they've got an image in their head of what this character is going to look like, and you could just walk through the door. Obviously, like acting it your acting skills are a part of it. I'm not saying that yeah, it's not definitely. the of acting, but you could walk through the door and already the casting director is probably like, no, if you don't look like what they're looking for or, or they're like, oh my gosh, this, this could work. Let's see their, let's see their acting skills. It's kind of like how you look first and then you're acting second because, mm. you know, it is visual, isn't it? With, with TV and screen, yes. you've got to, you've got to look. True. Look, the but I think I think people I think with the, the quality of TV in particular has improved drastically. I think people are actually looking more at how people act and how people portray a character. Yeah. I don't think it is all just based on appearance. No. And I think it's 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 some it's something that people do need to look at look at in the future because if you want to make quality stuff, have the best actors. Mm, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. get the you wouldn't get like half half fast builders if you wanted to build a palace. Do you know what I mean? Or something yeah. like that. You'd, you'd get people that could do it properly yeah and I think um, to be fair though I think you know most of the people like everyone who are actors can act like they can mm. it's just like if you've got two actors that are really good actors then yes. the one that looks the part is going to get it yes. to the one that isn't so you it's not just your acting which has got to be great you've mm -hmm. just got to look the part really but that's why obviously you have headshots and everything and you already know you can you must kind of look like the part it's just yeah uh, yeah um but yeah no so sorry as i was saying yeah i was um i worked oh uh, yeah worked on a film with them that was directed by a man called uh, raza malal and and uh, it was so it was so fun and so surreal because yeah i was just like acting alongside these people like I had quite a lot of scenes with Nick Moran and he is the guy you know in Harry Potter where um they're like the catchers you know in the grounds of the Malfoys and they they catch Hermione Harry and Ron so he did that so mm -hmm. I was like you know asking him all these questions like oh my god like <laughs> what like to work on a scene of Harry Potter like this is crazy yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was pretty cool. But and then obviously with COVID happening the last year, like it's pretty much put a stop to everything, like all, all auditions and all that side of things. It's all online now, so like self tapes and um, which is good because you you've got a way around it. But I'm really missing like doing workshops and going back to lessons because since my course finished, like I've still been going to to lessons because the way I view it is that acting for me is my hobby and because I love my job as well my day job acting is my hobby which I love and if I ever get a job from acting then that is just the most incredible bonus but I think if you're an actor and you um kind of put everything into just acting then I don't know I just think that's that would be quite mm. mentally because you're just sitting around waiting for a, an audition the phone to ring and and if it's constant like setback after setback like I've got friends in the industry who do do that and they're just like really depressed because you know like there was this um that I met this girl and she had 
Um, she just signed with Curtis Brown in London, which is like a major agency. And she got on the set of doing a film with Brad Pitt. And um, you know that it wasn't Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but it was like the one who tried to do with that French actress. And I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, anyway, okay. it was in uh, film with not a lead role or anything but still like a part which is crazy and she's like you know I've made it like I'm on the set with Brad Pitt I've got my own trailer I'm getting my hair and makeup done oh my gosh it's like the peak of her career and then she didn't get an audition after that for like two years and that's how crazy it is like, you could literally yeah. think oh I've made it and just be a one thing and then you won't get another thing for two years and then for those two years you're like well, my not good actor or actress and you know I just think you need to have it as your as your yeah your side hobby and that's how I feel like I've got a good balance because I see it as something that I love to do like I love it I love going along to my classes and workshops and networking and you know if I get an audition amazing if I get a part even better but then it's not like I'm not basing my life on it I feel like if you live in London and you you just like ready to go to auditions all the time I think that's kind of different but like yeah. up north because it's not really like that mm -hmm. I don't yeah. I don't really see like for me that wouldn't be a lifestyle that I would want at the moment but you know that makes sense that makes uh, sense you've probably done it the safest way I think yeah. did you have you heard about what happened with James Corden and his, because I, ate, like when I was 14, I went and tried to <laughs> be an actor. Yeah. But it didn't work. But, um, and then I decided I want to go on the other side of the camera. Uh, but yeah. he, my mum my was talking to me about it when I was going down to do an audition. And yeah. she said that one, James Corden kept getting turned down, turned down, turned down, turned down from auditions. And then his yeah. parents said, to, they sat him down after one of the auditions he didn't get. And he went, we will completely understand if you want to quit because it's really disheartening it's really hurting us watching it hurt you and he was like no um i wanted i think it's something like just give it two more weeks give it two more weeks and in those two weeks he got history boys and then mm. his career skyrocketed after history boys and then he made gavin and stacy and all this stuff yeah, that was like yeah so he can't give up and that's do you know what that's yeah. like exactly the same story as idris elba he mm. He was auditioning for, for like loads of years and years and years and he was probably about to, he said he was about to quit and then suddenly he got, I, think, I don't know if it was Luther or something, like maybe a bit before that, I don't know, but it was like the same kind of story. Mm. Um, mm. And it just shows like you could literally be a week away from an audition that could just change your life. Chapman um, was a PE uh, teacher for years, wasn't he? I know. Well, this is the thing. That's why yeah, I think... Yeah, like, Coleman, she was a cleaner. Yeah, like... You, that's why I think you've got to have something else going on so you can keep going with the acting because it could happen at any age like they one of the things they always said to us like keep going because you know the actors start to filter out as well as you get older because people just give up or young adults just give up um whereas if the ones that keep going into adulthood there is a less less of them so there's more chance of you getting a role and yeah it's just persistence and networking and and just seeing auditions as opportunities if you don't get them fine but you've still gone in front of a casting director that casting director might remember you for something else so um yeah, yeah i just see it that way and i think it's a healthy way that's just my personal opinion and it works works for me um so yeah there's a funny yeah, yeah. story that in, in LA, every waitress or waiter is a 
part-time actor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty We're much. I, think I agree with that. Like people go, I, I did a, I actually went to LA. Um, yes. When was it? Like two, I think like oh, three years ago. Oh, that's, that's makes you feel even older now. I Go know, on. I know. That was it. No, maybe four years ago. I went to LA to do like an intensive course and get in front of some casting directors and managers and all, and all that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, no, the fact I, that is true. Like everybody out in LA has got a dream and whether that's acting, singing, musician, artist, just anything, anything probably creative. They've all, all well, not, yeah, they've all, they've all got a dream out there. And, and, but that's the thing, you have to do these kind of jobs where you can just, you know, drop them if you need to go to an audition or if you can work nights so you're free during the day if you are needed to go for an audition and all that kind of thing. But yeah, that's definitely a true statement. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so in terms of uh, like the future for your acting, is it something that you obviously you still like you said you still keep engaged with? Like in terms of like films, are you still like on the lookout, or is it just oh, like yeah, okay, absolutely, some... yeah. Like I'm always on on the lookout. Like I just, oh, it was so annoying just before lockdown. I got like all my headshots updated, and you know I was resending them out to casting directors that I'd met just so they knew. Like, oh, just so you know, I've updated my headshots and. Um, and yeah, no, it's definitely something that I'm going to keep keep going with. Um, I just feel very fortunate that I actually love what I do yeah. as well as acting. So yeah, there's not so much pressure on on doing that. Like it's just really fun for me to do as a hobby. And then if I get something like uh, like another role in a film or another role uh, a role in a TV show, anything like that would be incredible. Um, I've got some really good news. Like when was it? It was like uh, just March, March when mm-hmm. lockdown was announced, I got nominated for the best supporting actress um, in the film nice. at one of the film festivals that it was like the North oh. Europe International Film Festival. So that was really That's cool. Mad. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah, the film's just going going around film festivals still. I think. Um, What's the film called again? Called Ask the Cheat. Um, it's about a boy it's it's like a black comedy it's a bit weird but quite funny um and yeah it's about a, a boy who who gets locked the teachers the teacher brings her student back to her home where she's locked her husband in a basement and it's about yeah and then re- random people come to the door and uh, yeah it's it's oh, quite, funny. quite cool though um and then i'm like i play the the love interest of that boy and I'm like where you know I wonder where he is and I go find him and I go to this crazy house and like what the hell's going on so yeah it was just fun and you know what it was like my first experience in a feature film and like a like a proper one um and it was just so interesting to see how well just all of it like the other side of the camera as well all the crew the all the other cast and yeah it was really really fun really fun yeah, it sounds it. it does sound it um and as well well you know we might have some short films and films that we're yeah. thinking of casting people so oh, at some yeah. point you want to come for an audition yeah and do you know what like student films are actually amazing because the equipment that you guys have access to is just amazing and like actors all actors should definitely do them because it's then like clips for your show reel as well. So it just helps 
it helps with auditioning and everything so yeah it's really beneficial to just get involved and it's good experience for everybody definitely definitely just one yeah. just but, one last thing before we get to the end of the mystery guest yeah. and then wrap it up can you with an act being an, an actor can you cry on demand so yeah Such well a good question that. you cry <laughs> you <laughs> get yourself in such in such like a, a state of emotion because the best acting is is watching someone trying to like hold back their crying but it's you're crying does that make sense not just yeah. tears pouring out because it's like well you know that's just not isn't isn't good acting but hey, yeah like i have but you've got to just use so many techniques to get yourself in that emotional state so then when you're really in the moment with the other actor it's like your your crying is reacting off them so it is also how good the other actor is do you know what i mean um, yeah, just in the trailer watching the last episode of vampire diaries like cry, cry. yeah, <laughs> yeah. literally that would be like just thinking of sad sad things yeah. and yeah, yeah getting you into that state and then you then you've got all that emotion ready but like you want it here so then when when you've got your close-up that's the other thing like you've got to think about right is this my close-up scene or is this from far away you do because you don't want to waste your tears on if it's not a close-up <laughs> <on> you so <laughs> you've got to save them for the right moment um yeah definitely but yeah yeah i think on on film sets that have like they've got all sorts of things where they can just pop tears in your eyes and make them red and you, you're fine but yeah <laughs> <laughs> on, on a budget our student budget that would be like chili powder <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> poke someone's eye and make them cry yeah like right now you now you're crying <laughs> although that's not very covid friendly is it poking someone's eye We'll all be vaccinated. Yes, but and yeah, Tash, we will, we will. Um, I will send you the link for our casting if you are interested. Definitely, if you would oh, go, yeah. if you want to have a go. Cool. Mm. Right, we will leave it with the final. Who am I then? And then yeah. okay, let's go. Has anyone got an answer so far? No, I've got two, and I'm hoping your next clues will get rid of one. Okay. Okay. No idea. Um, Sam, see. Uh, okay, we can have a go at this. You might might get it from this one. My breakthrough role among American audiences happened when I played an old Nazi officer. Um, next one. So I'm going to give you one that might give it away, but right. So my second name starts with M-C. Got it. Yes. Um, I'll give you one more. I am still alive today. Are they knighted as well? Yes. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it. No clue. No, me neither. Oh, well, that's that's fun. Maybe um, can help. Uh, yeah, go on, Joe. Give give them out since you've been in this situation the, many times. Was the uh, big two thousand era thing a a film trilogy? Yes. 
I've finally got one. Any 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 news? Any ideas, Tash? No. Do you know what, Dan? I feel like Dan will be screaming at the podcast when he hears this. He'll be trying to tell you. Um, let me give you. Let me see if I can give you both one more. This is quite fun. This is quite a fun game. Who gets it first? I really hope Tash does. Um, <laughs> uh, he not only was he in the trilogy. A, tri- a trilogy in that that period. It was also in another trilogy of very similar ilk. Ten years later. Oh wait, I think I got playing, it. <laughs> playing got the it. same character. Can I guess? Go on. successful bombshell that I finally got one right. Uh, Tash, it's been great having you on. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's yes, nice thank to have someone who on. likes musicals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> musicals and Vampire Diaries will always welcome you on. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> welcome on the island. We wish you good luck in acting and the wedding business. Oh, thank you. Yes. Yes, and like we said, we might, we might, we might see you again. Hopefully, if we can get something sorted, as in of uh, filming wise, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, well, yeah we can discuss that. Had a very good time. It's very fun. Forward Great, to so. seeing the barn on Emmerdale or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, all good. Um, I'm gonna probably bounce in like. Hi right, guys, thank you so much. But yes. Thank you so much, Tash. I will message you as well. Um, yes. uh, we'll organise a meet-up at some point after lockdown. Definitely. All right, guys. All right,